Hi everyone, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. I'm so happy you decided to snuggle in and enjoy me. I'm thrilled to have you here. And uh, what's on what's on the table today? What is going on? What are we doing? Well, the discussion topic is going to circle around uh, when to do what. Yes, that is something that many journal makers contemplate when to do what do we decorate the pages ahead of time and then assemble them and place them in the journal or do we make the journal with all the pages and signatures included and then decorate and I'm going to take you through my process and there is no right or wrong way to do this it's entirely up to you and I actually suggest you try both and there are probably uh, versions uh, subsets of this process like maybe you can make some pages or some signatures ahead of time maybe you can assemble a signature uh, or put all the pages together decorate them all and then put that signature in and then go on to your next signature so there's like many different ways you could do this Um, or um, sometimes what I will do is uh, if I know I'm going to be doing uh, sewing on pages I'll do all the sewing first on individual pages then I'll assemble my signatures and make my book and then the other pages I will decorate um, in the book already assembled So, uh, I am actually actively cleaning up my desk again for my recent uh, fun, uh, just a fun time decorating a journal. And uh, so, I'm just going to give you my thoughts on this topic because, um, you know, people, I often get asked this, what to do first? What should I do? How should I approach it? Is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? Is there a better way? Is there a more organized way? And my big answer is just do what makes your heart sing and you won't know what makes your heart sing until you do it. So if you've never done it, try it all. Try doing it ahead of time. The pros and cons of doing it ahead of time. Okay, you've got all your pages. They're still loose. Um, The first question is, have you folded them in half so that you can understand your dimensions for a page? Um, And if you have folded them in half, then you have an idea of your boundaries and where stuff has to go. Um, When you don't actually have it uh, sewn into the spine yet, the boundaries aren't as clearly defined as if it's sewn into the spine because then you know exactly how close you can put stuff to that spine before your spine won't fold properly. So if you don't have it sewn in, you might want to use um, either uh, maybe a half inch or a quarter inch, some kind of measurement. I know, I know, measurement, I said the word. a distance from the spine so that you know you're not going to get bunch up close to the spine. So that would be valuable to think about if you're going to do it separately. Um, another little um, challenge I found with doing it uh, the pages separately is that when you go to sew the pages all together and in, you've got a lot of bulk already that you're dealing with because you've got your pockets and your tucks and your, maybe you've even preloaded with ephemera. God bless your soul. Um, And you're finding that stuff is falling out while you're trying to assemble your journal. So I would say, if you're going to go to that point, you may want to consider holding off on loading your pockets and tucks and things like that until after the actual pages are are in place. And then you can go back and decide how much you want to um, tuck into those little cubbies for people to find and explore and have fun in your journal along the way. and it just might make it easier to assemble because sometimes you, you almost need to be an octopus a little bit when it comes to making a journal. If you had like three or four or eight extra hands, it would be very helpful. But since we don't, uh, we use a lot of big paper clips and um, things like that to try and stabilize things as we are uh, putting everything together. And um, 
but my, honestly, um, I, I guess the pros are, yeah, it's easier to work with your page because you're not dealing with the whole journal as you're decorating. You're just dealing with that page or half page and you can free your mind, free your thought process and try many different things. You can arrange them. You can move them around easily on your page. You're not encumbered by the restrictions of the journal being present there. Um, so there are definitive benefits to decorating outside of the page or not outside of the page but outside of the journal and uh, so you know I can see why people do like that and um, like I said if you're a sewer or a seamstress and you want to do a lot of pre-sewing it is much easier when it's out of the journal although it can be done when it's still in the journal I can't tell you how many times I've just grabbed my journal had a little uh, you know spark of imagination and it says oh wouldn't it look so pretty to put one of those you know uh, leaf leaf uh, uh, thread designs I can't think of the word <laughs> the, um, uh, you know when you have the different uh, uh, ways you can sew things the zigzag the straight stitch this or that well um, yes you can just uh, off, it's it's and you just turn your journal around you do one page and you turn it back around the other way and you can do the other side um, so it's very easy um, it's um, but it is a little cumbersome because you're putting a lot of weight pulling on a page your journal may be weighing down on the page while you're sewing. There is a risk of tearing. It does exist. It is there and it has happened to me. Um, but just remember, we have ways we can repair torn pages. We have our um, washi tape. We can use paper to uh, glue it down on a tear. We can use fabric and glue that down on a tear and uh, um, stuff like that. So did I say I'm just cleaning up here? I'm cleaning up again, yet again, um, trying to put some stuff away and uh, getting tied up in my, my little rope again. Um, so yes, there are uh, definite things to consider when you're constructing the journal, the befores and the afters and when, when to do it. I just tried to throw my liquid pearls in the liquid pearl drawer and I missed. Okay, now I'm putting away staples and little baby scissors. Okay, there you go, in your little homes. Be so happy with all your little brethren in there. Look at you. My pens. Oh, my ink drawer. Oh, I really need to look in you more. Um, oh, I pulled out a new ink the other day. I was very excited. What was it? I lost it already. Some kind of pretty green, greeny blue teal. Here it is. Evergreen bow. Yeah, very pretty. Kind of a greeny blue, um, yeah, mid-tone teal. Very nice. Very uh, forgot I had it. Um, but all of a sudden I had a journal that said, I need a, I need a teal. I need a teal... Um, Ink, where are you? Can you please produce something quickly? Like right now, I need it right now. <laughs> so I had to go ferreting in my drawer and lo and behold, there it was. And uh, even though it's a hundred million years old, it still served me well. And uh, that's a nice thing about these ink pads. They, you can, um, you know, be quite ruthless with them. Ignore them, be like a really bad boyfriend. You know, you just ignore them and uh, don't call them and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, you think the relationship goes south, but you know what? Those ink pads are right there with you when you need them again. Uh, they don't ask questions. They just say, hey, just spritz a little water on my face and I'm ready to go. And uh, they're very forgiving and that's very much appreciated. I, I do have to admit, <laughs> I, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, got some pens to put away here. And there's pencil and an eraser. And here's some extra papers. Okay, let's clean everything up, Pam. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, 
And then when to do what, another thing that comes under that uh, topic is when to do the inside covers and the, on the front and on the back. And I used to do them first because I felt like if I get that part started, then it's just easy sailing because I'm rolling with it and I'm just flying through the journal at that point. And uh, I always feel like I want to do a good big impact in the front and the back, something really pretty, really eye-catching because it's kind of the, uh, the introduction and the conclusion to your journal. You know, I just want to have that sort of a, a feel. And, um, but then I was a little intimidated and I thought, oh man, what if I, you know, kind of do something halfway and then I just really get rolling with the creative process as I'm working myself through the journal and my really, my, my good, like, um, you know, mojo doesn't start flowing until page four. And I, I, I didn't give it my all on the inner and outer, or the inner uh, covers. So I decided to change my game a little bit and I leave the inside and outside covers to last. And that way I know my journal better. My journal and I have been out for a few uh, coffees and uh, I feel like I can honor the journal better because I know the direction that the journal took because my journals never end up where I think they were going in the beginning. And uh, so let's say I start with, um, you know, oh, I'm going to do a butterfly journal. But also my butterfly journal turns into a butterfly fly flower vintage, you know, um, old clock journal. <laughs> and sometimes that just happens and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that journal just wanted to make itself and want to make itself known and uh, have its own voice and sing its own song. And uh, I try and roll with that um, and not get too preconceived about it. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing a theme journal and that can keep you on track and keep you feeling very organized and, and um, on task and on purpose and, and just liking the flow of events. But if you want to experience the feeling of letting the journal evolve into its own design, that's a, a completely different and very fun experience. So I highly recommend you ex try both. Um, but also remember that when you're constructing your journals and you're trying to figure out what to do first, what to do next, another obvious thing is the outside cover. When do I do that? Now, there's some, there's some thoughts I have on this, and you've probably had similar thoughts at some point if you've made a few journals. But um, there's a lot of excitement when you construct your outer cover and there it is and you're all excited and maybe you want to wrap it in fabric or maybe you want to paint it or maybe you want to use um, modeling paste and, and emboss the front of it or, or you know, who knows what you want to do. You want to collage it or layer it or, or you just have a lot of fun. But then you created it and then you got to keep it clean so that as you're, if you're choosing to work in your journal to decorate and you're like me and you tend to ink a lot and you're picking things up with inky fingers and let's say the outside of your journal might be white or it might have a lot of cream tones or you don't want to have um, disturbances on the outside that might muddy it. Uh, that is something to take into consideration. So sometimes it's best not to decorate the outside until the very end, but it depends on the technique you're going to use because once you insert your signatures, that locks in the spine and you're not able to glue across the spine, at the top of the spine, below the spine, or at the bottom of the spine. And that can limit your ability to decorate the inside. So if you want to maybe splay some material across the spine on the inside for a little extra texture or a little extra uh, strength or security, um, you may want to do that first. Uh, the other thing is you can decorate the inside 
um, not the, the embellishments, but you can just decorate the background papers or the background fabric of the inside of the journal and then leave all the extra little embellishments and stuff till later on if you want to do that too. Um, but sometimes you do have to bite the enchilada whole and say, hey, I know what I want to do with this. And because of the style that I'm doing, I'm doing a wraparound style. It's going to wrap from the front of the journal to the inside. And I need to do all those fold downs and everything first and then stick my signatures in and then decorate my journal. And um, that sometimes, I, I, that's actually the process that I, I follow 99% of the time. It's just easier for me. And I try not to make purely white <laughs> journals um, because I know I'm gonna get something on them uh, no matter how, how diligent I am. Um, if you don't use inks and things like that, it might be much easier. But if you use different colors, then you, you're good to go. I mean, if you have um, deeper tones that mask the little touches of life that come along in journal making and when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it actually adds to the weathered, aged, um, distressed look of the journal, then bonus, those are actually helping you, those little touches. And if you really get a smudge, if you really get a mistake, if you really get a bluebird that is just, you know, it's bugging your eye and, and you're just distraught and you don't know what to do, um, just cover it, you know, put something on top of it. Um, you can paint over it. You can uh, glue something on it. You can put uh, fabric or paper or lace or a button or, or something. There's always something that you can put on it. And sometimes that'll lead you in a really unique direction when you're decorating your, the front of your, uh, the cover of your journal. And uh, you might end up actually liking your results even better than what you had planned in the first place. Um, I try not to pre-think what my cover is going to look like too much. Uh, I kind of address it at the time. When I'm ready to do the cover, I will do the cover. And uh, um, it, it it's kind of, it usually gets done before I decorate the insides, but not always. I can, I, if I do a basic wrap, I can leave the cover outside blank and then do the final embellishment coveroo at the very, very, very end. Now that, that is probably what I normally do because yeah, I wait for the journal to um, uh, develop a personality and then the cover will reflect that personality. So the basic cover is constructed with some fabric or some paint or from scratch or from a, a, a vintage book, something like that. But then the little extra accoutrement, the little embellishments and things like that will come along and uh, happily display themselves nearing the end. And that is actually one of the last things I do, the final little embellishments. Um, and uh, I was just thinking about something else related to what to do when. Um, often I will decorate my journal pages um, randomly as I go through. Sometimes I'll, maybe I'll even start in the third signature and I'll just decorate the third signature. Um, or I'll start, uh, I'll do one page of the first, one page of the second, one page of the third, something like that. Uh, and I'll go around in that order or no particular order. I'll just randomly pick a page, which is a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I have noticed that I will complete my journal and then I will go back and I will look at it and I will look at it and I will look at it and I will look at it. 
and often my little voice inside my head says, you just need one or two little more things on that page and that would really set it off. And if you find that you have what I call the dud page, you know what I mean, the page that, you know, it just doesn't really speak to you, it doesn't fire up any inspiration or creativity, um, it's not necessarily an eye rest page, it's just a, uh, it's just not doing it for you and you know, you know it could do better. Um, sometimes when you go back and you look at the journal again, you will see things, possibilities uh, for something to do with, for that page that you didn't see before the first time. Maybe you were overwhelmed, you were busy, it was close to dinner, um, and you know, the mojo just wasn't flowing. But this time when you're going through and you're thinking, oh, okay, um, what am I feeling as I'm going through my journal? Am I, am I having little moments of joy? Am I experiencing little moments of, oh, I like that. Oh, that really looks cool. Oh, I love how that pops there. Oh, I love that. And then you come to the, oh, what, what on earth is that? The dud page. <laughs> and if you experience dud page, I think you should embrace it wholeheartedly and ask yourself, um, what could I do to make this better? And that's an easy question to ask yourself when you come to the dud page. What can I do to make this better? Does it need a little something? Does it need a lot of something? Does it need the color change? Does it need it muted down or knocked back? Maybe it's, you know, way in your face too yellow or, or lime green and you don't like that. Um, or uh, maybe it needs more pizzazz. Maybe it's just too flat and neutral and beige and you want to add some zing or bling or prettiness to it. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can think about um, that can lend themselves to adding or even removing little things as you go through your final journal check. So you're asking yourself, um, every, every time you go through a page or turn the page, how do I feel? How does it make me feel? Am I happy? Am I elated? Am I relaxed? Am I calm? Am I zen? Am I feeling empty? Am I feeling lost? Do I feel like something's missing? Something's not quite right? Um, uh, and I would suggest at this point, grab a little pile of stuff. If you have a Ziploc bag, throw some oddities in there and uh, just start pulling out from your bag of oddities and placing things randomly on the page, the dud page. And uh, ask yourself, does this add? Does this make no difference? Or does this drain the page? And uh, sometimes just asking yourself um, that can help guide you as to what to place, what not to place and where to place it. Take the same piece and place it in different spots on the same page. It'll look completely differently. It completely changes the personality of a page. If you put something on the side of a page trim versus on the corner of a pocket, um, on the top of the page, bottom of the page, um, you know, is it used as a tab? Is it used as just a little embellishment? Um, is it a big thing? Is it a little thing? Does it have words? Does it have numbers? Are there floral elements? Um, you know, kind of ask yourself, what is this page wanting? What is it asking for? What is it saying? Hey, is it saying I need something? I need a little, I, I just need a little something. You see that little something over there on the floor in the back corner, it fell off your desk about three weeks ago. That's exactly what I need. If you could just reach down there and pick it up and put it over here, I would be so much happier. And you can do that. And, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why the gremlins move things around so much in our craft rooms, because, uh, they want us to see things in different light from different perspective. So uh, when you're trying to decide what to do when, sometimes you have to wait for the gremlins to move things and you have to come back another day. If you don't get your answer and you feel like you're pushing it, don't push it. Just let it go, let it be. Go, go watch your favorite show, go play with the kids, go for a walk, uh, go eat a chocolate chip cookie, which I think I'm gonna do right after this. Um, <laughs> um, just go have some fun 
and uh, come back and look at it with new eyes because those new eyes are going to see things differently. They always do. I mean, just think about how many things you've thought in your life where you thought, there's no way, this, this is going to be the way it is for sure. It always is. It just is. And then you come back and, you, and you're looking at it and you go, oh my gosh, it doesn't look that way at all to me anymore. There's so many possibilities here. Um, that can happen in your junk journal world too. And it does. And it probably will happen easier in the junk journal world than in the regular world. I don't know why, but I think it, I think it does. And uh, I, I think that's the, the good side of the gremlins. They mess with our stuff so that we see things differently. And um, uh, so there, little gremlins, I have cleaned off my, my ever-beloved craft mat. The rest of my desk is still messy, but I have a two by one and a half foot space that I can create on, which is a lot in my world. doesn't matter how big my desk is. My desk shrinks down to a like six inch by six inch space as soon as I start crafting. I don't know what it is. I just have to have all these little pieces close to me. So when you're deciding when to do what, just keep your mind open. Try every different version of something. Uh, you know, if it's your first journal and you're just making something for the first time, I suggest constructing your entire journal first and then decorating it. Um, I think you'll have an easier time just through, because of the assembly process. Uh, the signatures won't be falling all over the place on you as you're trying to get it together. The, the first main thing you need to think about with making a journal is get the journal together. And once you get the journal together, then decorating, that's, that's like putting icing on the cake. And that's, that's just fun and creative and playful. Um, but then you'll find over time that actually making the journal is a lot easier than decorating and, and that because it's number one it's faster once you get your system down and you get a system that you like and that you find it's easy um you're and you do it a few times then you'll be like oh okay i know how to do this i just punch that there i pull the string through here i do this i do that and next thing you know you're done and uh but the the uh, facing of the pages and the decorating of the pages and the embellishing of the pages how much you want to do deciding you know how much writing space you're going to have um, deciding if you're going to Add extra papers if you want to give them extra writing space because you stole some writing space because you decorated a lot, which I do a lot. And uh, uh, so there's a lot of different thoughts and feelings around that. And how heavily decorated will your journal be? Um, so the what to do when will... Um, that question comes up nonstop in a junk journal maker's life. And... Uh, um, I just uh, I want you to enjoy the entire process and don't think that you have to figure it all out in one day. You don't. Um, you, this is a um, something you can just play with as you go. Take one small little part of the journal and play with that, and just make that your goal. And if you decide to go into extra parts, then fine, you know. But but don't make it an overwhelming process. Don't feel like there's a race. You don't have to get the journal done, um, you know, by a certain time. Let's say you know you, you're trying to make it for you know um, Aunt Barb's. Uh, birthday and it's coming up next Saturday and you're not even halfway done and you're freaking out. You know what? Get Aunt Barb a gift certificate. She'll be fine. Go buy her a sweater. You know what? Take the pressure off of yourself and uh, just enjoy the process because the making of the journal, uh, there's enormous joy that can be experienced in that. And I don't want you to rush through that process. Um, I don't want you to become a machine where you're pumping out journals faster than you're enjoying making journals. That's, um, I think, really important to remember. Um, it's very easy to turn into a factory. And if you lose the joy because you become a factory, then it's just, it's, it's, it's a job. It's not work, it's not fun anymore. So if you want to keep this as a passion and as a fun thing for you to do and to look forward to and a place for your brain to unwind and relax, then enjoy your process, however that plays out.
and uh, you'll know because your inner guidance will tell you if you are on target or if you're not if you're feeling good Feeling challenged is not the same thing as uh, not feeling good. If you're if you're feeling challenged and you're a little scared, like, hey, I wanna go in this direction, but I'm not sure, I've never done it. The journal's already assembled. If I don't like it, it's so committal. Um, and I'm, I'm locked myself into a page. Just remember, no, you're not. Pages can be removed. Pages can be covered. Uh, things can be painted over. Uh, paper, new paper can be glued down across an old paper. Um, so you're never stuck. Uh, and like I said, the page can be removed. If you completely can't stand it, you can just tear that page out. So remember that and remember to enjoy the process. I want you to have fun here and uh, there's so much fun to be had and you all deserve it. So I thank you so much again for spending uh, these moments with me as we talk junk journal shop and uh, remember to create with reckless abandon and we will talk soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.